Legend of G.I. Joe, issues 6, 7, and 10. I'm Matt Jerson. Clay Inferno here, a.k.a. Clutch, making casually sexist remarks towards Scarlet all the time. <laughs> yes, that was, a, that was a, kind of a first, do you think, uh, in this issue? I feel like they hadn't really said much, like... There hadn't been really any references to Scarlet being the only at this point in the series. The only they're all, no female. because the, the last couple they did the same sort of things. They're you know did they? just like hey well, we, yeah hey why don't you uh, get your sweet ass into the kitchen and make me some biscuits? I huh? don't think they <laughs> no they didn't say that. But there there was like so a little bit of light almost that yeah a yeah times yeah before. Well, there's a lot worse. I think these issues, especially six, there's a lot worse than that when you talk about sort of the Russian um, hate, hatred. Let's just say it. Like, I mean, it was the 80s. Well, it was 1982. Cold War right? The Cold War was going on, and they were like full on hating. So if you haven't, if you're not familiar, there was a, sort of this G.I. Joe, the Russian G.I. Joe equivalent, basically, is the October Guard. Oh, well, we get there. Did you tell the uh, we'll fine folks which which issues we were doing? Or did I yeah, it's six, seven, and then we're going to jump ahead. We're, okay, yeah. we're so six and seven, ba- a, a two-parter. Seven. Yeah, Can't so that's hold another all that, first. Uh, October Guard stuff in there. Yeah, it was like a to, a, to be continued. Yeah, so originally, when when if you remember our listen to our issue one episode, <laughs> I think Larry Hama's idea was to kind of just have each issue be an individual mission, and the, you know it wouldn't be really continuous storylines. But this one is a two parter, so this was kind of dipping the toe, and sort of into it. Interestingly enough, um, in the run, if we're gonna you know cap this off at at ten, this episode. Interestingly enough, I, I did the the omissions are worth mentioning because they are not Larry Hama written right. issues. So um eight and nine, eight is written and drawn by Herb Trimpey. Mm-hmm. And he was I would say that he's as important a Joe writer as Larry Hama because he did a lot of the scripting. I think it was kind of a a Stanley, you know, Jack Kirby kind of thing where they both sort of wrote stuff because uh, we'll see in the credits pages on these other things. But there was the 28-issue G.I. Joe Special Missions uh, that the other book, and when G.I. Joe was at the height of its popularity, and most of those were also written and drawn by Herb Trimpey, and issue eight is kind of a precursor to that. It's just like it's, it's a standalone mission. It's almost like Herb Trimpey like, does it better than uh Larry Hamill or he would do it in a different way like he would just like very carefully had all the different uh military um you know kind of strategies laid out and it was more about like what's on the what's on the chalkboard that Hawk's pointing at and um yeah and then in issue nine is also kind of a a special missions force kind of thing yeah where this is Stephen uh, Grant, Stephen Grant, Stephen Grant wrote it, and uh, one person that said said it 
right where it's like it doesn't exactly it's not like eight and nine don't fit in the gi joe universe of larry hama's universe they totally do but they could just as easily been skipped and that that's why Mm -hmm. we skipped them for the episode but uh but i thought the eight actually of the of the two was like a little bit better than Stephen Grant's, but I just read Stephen Grant's issue too, and it's it's not really all that bad. Like, there's not much characterization because they're just all GI Joe people with their specialties and they're doing their specialty thing. You know, it's not like you're like get into the interpersonal stuff. You know, it's just like this is what Stalker does. Right. This is what uh, Scarlet does. So they're good. They're good little standalone issues, but they don't. They're not part of the continuity. But six and seven. Uh, we've got a two-parter, and then it's not exactly like it picks up in ten, but in ten is is kind of like when we start to get into some really crazy GI Joe stuff, like yeah, Springfield. Uh, absolutely, wow. Springfield, Snake there. Eyes, Origin. But we will get there. You're right. First, let's start with issue six. To fail is to conquer. To succeed is to die. Which I don't even know what that <laughs> means, but it says this is an ancient Afghan proverb. So, I, well, um, <laughs> sounds pretty ridiculous. It's but, to die, to die, to succeed is to die. But about, but if if you fail, the fail is to conquer. I don't know what you have. You conquered. You've already yeah. made it that like you've made it past failure. Then you could just go on, and I don't know who the hell knows. Uh, maybe it's kind <laughs> of that. Um, I think that. Maybe it's not an ancient Afghan proverb. Oh, oh, it's a, but maybe yeah. perhaps it's a little bit um, going on the. It's not. Well, it's not really like a racist thing to say, but like the extreme <laughs> Islamic people say mm. that, like you know, when they they get thirty one virgins and go to Valhalla, it's the best thing that happens when to is to die for your. Oh right, right, right. For your thing or whatever, you know. All right, I'm cool with that. But I'm not exactly sure that that's what that means, or that it's an ancient Afghan proverb. Maybe not. No, when you when you Google it, it's just the GI Joe issues. I don't think it's like saying like in. You remember Kill Bill when they said the ancient Klingon proverb is "Revenge is a dish best served cold." It actually <laughs> yeah. says it's a Klingon proverb. Actually, Gah is a dish best served cold. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I love that Tarantino threw that Star Trek reference in there because in Star Trek Two, of course, Wrath of Khan, he oh. says, "Have you ever heard the Klingon proverb that revenge is a dish best served cold?" So, you know, and- I'm sure they watched quite a few Star Trek episodes in that video store too. I guess I'm sure they did. I think uh, Tarantino wanted to direct a Star Trek movie at one point or write sort it. Of, but- yeah. Yeah, it's probably never it, gonna happen. But. Probably not, but that was like a, almost a recent r- rumor within the last couple of years. So yeah, yeah. Anywho, let's get back to GI Joe number six. Uh, the, we we sometimes talk about the cover. Do you want to talk about the cover for a minute? It's uh, a kind I of do. cool. It's one of my favorite. Well. One of my favorite covers, and when we're like looking back at, uh, I I know some of these stories like the like, October Guard specifically i think from like the reprint tales of gi joe um you know i didn't get into you know i didn't really read these books when they came out i like 
but there's a lot of key stuff like the October Guard and Snake Eyes stuff and like big important things in here. I think this was the first sort of could have been the first like wall book that I bought because I just loved the I love the cover. It's so cool. It's got Cobra Commander's head and the October Guard on one side of his chrome dome and then Mm -hmm. Joe's on the other one. And now like and Kirby Dots and uh Kirby now <laughs> now you would now you would uh you know this scene you could do like a tribute to this cover and it would look very stylistically different like the helmet right. would be really like look like Captain America and the Ultimates or something but I think this is a very cool yeah. cover it's very cool it is it is very cool and yeah I like it like we went we were talking back when we did number issue 4 do you remember where it was just kind of like a generic cover where it was just like Scarlet and Snake Eyes and some guy in the yeah, middle. Yeah, yeah, wasn't like, even ready. like a guy <laughs> from the, the show or, or from the, the comic or anything. Yeah, who the hell like, is this guy? But now, like, this is like a real... This my favorite is a... books are magazines. <laughs> and this could be an issue in instance, too, where um, Larry Hama, since he came on to ITW, they would kind of do the retailer incentive covers where they would show Larry's sketches for that he would give to the cover artist and I think back as far as back as this I don't think he thumbnailed all of the books but a lot of times he would have cover ideas and uh, Herb Trimpey's a great artist anyways but um, you know so who's to say whose idea that was but I could see this being like a Larry Hama idea like sketched out and then like give it to him and be like make the cover look like this and they go that's a great idea we will there you go uh it is very cool yeah and uh so you you bought this as a wall book by the like i just was i didn't know that it's very interesting very very well early early on and uh, i had read sort of the i want to say in like one of the yearbooks was kind of well the yearbook number two was an october guard story and that might have reprinted do you remember when they used to do sort of summaries or they had like that book like the wolverine saga where they were like well and it's it's clearly in the yearbook it's like a marvel kind of style it's like here's some key panels somebody had to sit there and write an intern had to write a summary of like what happened and so that's like since I didn't pick up ish, I didn't start collecting until like forty issues yeah. later. So when I go back, <laughs> you like find out the origin of stuff, and he's like, "Oh, I kind of know that from like the oral history of of before my time, you know, like the Old Testament stuff, you know, because it was in the yearbook." Yeah, it is that 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 was a good way to sort of for me too, because I didn't have these early issues, but I did, you know, I started a little later than this but yeah the yearbooks did give you the little summary of what what happened uh in these early issues so so right now what do we got we got gi Joe coming back from a mission it doesn't say anything about what the mission was or whatever but we assume they go on missions all the time and they're like boy that was a hairy one yeah it's yeah. and it's tough uh it's tough not like doing these old comics like in picturing how we would do it for audio comics like Oh, uh, here you are, Joe. Certainly straight to your door. 
<laughs> you know how John was like, yeah, you know, but like everybody's the, voice for their yeah. like the plane radios and whatever. But yeah, they're coming back to the motor pool, the chaplain's assistant motor pool. Where the yeah, pit is don't tell Cobra, don't tell anyone. Yeah, they're all just kind of hanging out, and yeah, we get our first kind of like, hey, Scarlet, what do you say we march on down to the rec room and play a few rounds of Space Invaders? It's like okay, uh, and then Hawk's like, hey, I got another mission. And so it's kind of, this is funny. He, he lays out this mission. It's this Russian spy plane has crashed in Afghanistan. And he thinks, well, we should get this. The Russians want it. Covert wants it. And we all got to get there. We got to get it first, is basically. So he says, I need six volunteers. And everybody raises their hands. It looks like there's at least three black hands here. Somebody somebody Did pointed you, this out. This is on um, Joepedia. On the Joepedia, yeah. yeah. But uh, I mean, there's literally you know, only one figure... black guy. But I mean, whatever. Who 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 cares? I'm not gonna nitpick, but it is kind of funny. But you also got to figure, like I always thought of GI Joe, kind of like the Smurfs. Like there's the <laughs> ones with the smash, the specialties, the specialties. Smogcast.com. The specialties. Yeah. Um, I think of GI Joe like the Smurfs. So, I picture that Hawk is giving this speech. And there's a bunch of Smurfs in there. And then there's like, I don't know. I actually on the Joe Pedia thing, I think that some of these Joes aren't on the mission, but they're, they were lettered on the screen. Yeah. Uh, I was going to point that out as well, but, uh, but uh, I just figure there's, there's Smurfs. There's, there's Smurf white Joes that were not picked for the mission. There's Smurf black Joes that were not picked for the mission. Cause we just see them, you know, MST three K style goes, I yeah. think he's talking to you. You know, <laughs> there's like way more than six Joes there. So that I right. never get that's one of those things where you like, did you need to write that in Joepedia? Because well, some of them yeah. aren't aren't on this mission. So I mean there were more than six. It's like there's no rock and roll. But yeah, the funny thing is, so Hawk's like, okay, these are the six Joes I'm picking. Cause every, like the idea is this that everyone in volunteers, because they're all good. Soldiers are all Joes, all, yeah. Yeah, they all want to do. But they their also have their duty. special, their their specialities, if you will. Yes. Going back to the sixties, Joes, you know, right? You're the scuba right. guy. Yeah, you're the laser. Flash is the laser guy, and Hawk, <laughs> uh, you know, like whatever. So, but yeah, he picks Stalker, Scarlet, Clutch, Steeler, Grand Slam, Breaker, and Grand Slam does not end up making it <laughs> for some reason. I think it's obviously it's just an, a mistake. But Flash ends up on the mission instead. So, and even at issue Whatever. six, you got to figure. I think this accounts for some of the the issue eight and nine, which is that we're not going to talk about. But I'm only talking about them because they're. I think that even Larry Hama wasn't like exactly sure he still wanted to do this at the sixth issue when he was just <laughs> kind of picked it up because he no one else would do it. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, and, and he uh, probably thought, yeah, I'll do a few, and then it's like, oh, here I am in six. Okay. Yeah, well. and then um and, and and for some reason, um we'll we'll get there when I talk a little bit more about the origin of the October Guard, but the October Guard this story was supposed to be issue three. Oh really? Oh okay. yeah. Um so you know, it's just one of those things. So who knows if he's because he, the way I, all I'm saying is that like the letterer or whoever wrote the, that list down. Why would they yeah. even care what the Joe's names were in that? <laughs> right, because they probably didn't want to do it in the first place. Yeah, who, who, he's like, I, I barely, you know, probably heard Trippy's like, which one is who, you know? Yeah, 
there's a guy named Grand Slam. Fine, I'll write that name down. Who who the hell knows? <laughs> and is old... this um the ATV? Is that yeah, well, an actual toy? This is an RTV, by the way. Oh, I know RTV. it looks like ATV, but it's rough terrain vehicle. So the yeah. idea is that they are going to disassemble the plane and like put it on this rough terrain vehicle, which they keep calling it RTV. Sometimes they spell it out like ARTV. I said ATV because it's got that old. Yeah. They thought everything was going to look like the bottom of your numbers on a checkbook, like the old computer font. Right. There was an ATV, though, just so you know. That came along later. Um, it And it was that – it was like a Cobra thing, actually. It was that four – you know what I mean? That four-wheeled thing that Tomax and Zaymont rode a oh, lot. Oh, right. Yeah. That was an ATV, so it wasn't really G.I. Joe. But, yeah, I think they called it the ferret. But, yeah. So – but RTV is rough terrain vehicle, and, yeah – Hawk's pointing at it in this one panel here. It's a rough, rough terrain vehicle. So yeah, anyway, the whole thing, it's like a very, you know, detailed mission. But they got to fly to Afghanistan first. And again, we get Clutch being a little like, hey, maybe you can ride with me and we can run out of gas somewhere. But in, in Larry Hama's defense, he is pitting her up to like standing up for herself which is oh yeah yeah i'd rather be with uh (laughs) clint eastwood's baboon a reference to any which way but loose stay tuned for our any which way but loose episode (laughs) is that what we're are we doing okay we can sure we can do a a clint eastwood no no but let's co-star with the baboon yeah, so this is a weird thing now. So at, at first, you don't know what the hell is going on here. But after they fly, they're they're in they're en route. There's a shadowy figure in the in deep in the recesses of GI Joe headquarters. He's saying, "This is Songbird. The GI Joe team is on the way." Like he's calling Cobra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. to tell them that they're on the way. Kind of a nice uh, comic book. Uh slash cinematic reveal that's actually just hawk yeah it's hawk hawk is the one saying hey and it's so like, um it's an older code but it it checks out that kind of thing well you think like what is this what's going on here so you know we'll get there but um so this this part uh yeah the joes parachute down into this you know, in Afghanistan, and they are met by some re- Afghan rebels. Do we still call them Afghan? Maybe I shouldn't. Yeah. I don't know what the re- Okay. Well, not... I mean, yeah, they're still... They, they're not now. They, <laughs> they don't really exist. Well, I, right. I, I was thinking, like, in this... Uh, I was just like, wow, it really is a mess over there. And, like, Kamil Nanjiani's from Pakistan, right? I think and so, I, yeah. And I was always thinking that Pakistan was... Like more of like an, like it in, takes its influence from like Indian culture, which does. Mm-hmm. And um, so like if you actually do look on the map, the um, that Hawk is pointing at, uh, you get Iran, Afghanistan, Pakistan, and then below it is India. Yeah. So it really is. It's the Middle East, but it's it's um. To the east side of Iraq and Af- Afghanistan and Iran, the countries we hear about a lot, 
Mm -hmm. So that is Pakistan. And then it sort of like becomes more like South Asian as you go like more east. Yeah. So that, but that's why there's Muslims in Pakistan and not really in India. All right. Listen to that little history lesson there. Yeah. Cause I I was like like always trying to figure out where Pakistan was. And (laughs) I picture it near India, but I don't picture on the other side of it is Afghanistan where we've been at war for fucking since GI Joe number one came out. (laughs) Well, (laughs) well, it's an interesting thing, right? Because this is these Afghan. I don't even want to, I don't even know if I want to get into this, but according to Jopedia, which we use extensively, these rebels uh, represent, or like you know, they are. This is like talking about the situation as it was back then. Yeah, so no, it it's is. just right. changed ever since. Then. So it's not like you can offend anyone. No, no, no. Yeah. Right. I mean, this is 1982, but it is a little weird because so they're they're fighting with the Russians, and the United States is not friendly, you know, with the Russians and. They, there is a reference here where the guy is like, hey, maybe you can he tell Stalker, hey, maybe you can send us some weapons to fight the Russians. And they're like, oh, well, Stalker's like, I'll see what I can do and whatever. But so that's a real thing because the Americans did send these Afghan freedom fighters oh, weapons. Sure. Yeah, of course and they then, did. But this, these freedom fighters would eventually become the Taliban. Right. So, exactly. I mean, it's kind of weird. Like, the Taliban. It is. It's kind of one of the big, like, you know, reasons why it's like they were like, they were fighting back with us. It, like, a lot of this stuff is almost like Red Dawn come to life. You know, it's like they're fighting back right. with us when we were there with the stuff that we they, we sold them yeah. <laughs> 20 years it's ago like, before that. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Yeah. It's like but Tony yeah, it's Stark exactly. shit, you know? Oh, like, to- yeah. oh yeah. Yeah, it is. It, yeah. It's just so crazy. It came first. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's so we were basically supplying the Taliban with weapons. But yeah, so like it's kind of cool. It's very like, obviously, Larry Hammer. It's like right out of like Saving Private Ryan, or of course, this came first. But yeah, they're like, what's, they're like, what's the password? Quick snatch. What's the counter password? giant killer and that's like a you know then now they know they're all legit then there's this like cia agent there who's like ah oh, if, if this was the october guard you would have dead or whatever and it's like oh all right well whatever we don't know who they are yet so they're not really friendly with the cia guy he's kind of a prick but that's all right so they yeah. find this plane and they the idea is to disassemble it or you know assemble it into for yeah, they have to build this thing, and then uh, yeah, Stalker yeah. like times it, and they build this gigantic like piece of war yeah. machinery in eighteen minutes. <laughs> twenty-three minutes. It says twenty-three minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right there. That was on the page before. It was fifteen. Yeah, yeah, twenty-three minutes, ready to roll. And they load it up in a big crate, and then like it's got a crate. Like it's actually very technical. It's really weird. You wouldn't really expect, and you know, a comic book now to waste panels i don't want to say waste but you know what i mean like i i know it's tough sometimes you only have yeah a certain number of panels per page you only have a certain number of pages you only have certain you know you got to have ads and there's like a whole page of them just lowering this thing onto this they could have just said later or something you know what i mean <laughs> i think that this i have some thoughts on this i think this is how larry sort of 
writes. He always says he picks up the pen and starts writing page one. And he never knows what page 31 is going to be, or in those yeah. days, I guess. <laughs> or right. Page, or in these days, what page 17 is going to be. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but okay. he just kind of, I think he was just, I think he's a little bit like chewing up the scenery here because he needs to like produce script product. Well, I and, think he and, also, because it makes it realistic. Yeah, I don't oh, think it's just absolutely. blowing shit I, up. I, yeah. I, absolutely like there's thought behind it but i yeah i also think that he likes to well i i think that maybe there's a voice inside that says this will take up a couple pages <laughs> you know what i mean but, maybe but he, yeah, yeah maybe he, he got accurate. that's one of the things i do like about well the special missions and like there was always like some sort of thing like i yeah, when I was telling you where Pakistan was just now, I I guarantee you I like looked Pakistan up in the encyclopedias when I was like reading this comic for the like where is it? You know, like the same things I'm still like learning about. You know, like always like kind of like his. It kind of starts here where there's like, um, you know, there's a silent issue where it's like uh that's all like strategy, like getting into the Cobra Lair and stuff, and this is like all like how he's going to position the the toys on the battlefield and what, who's going to help who and and like you know this is going to you know take up some time we're going to have to only have 23 minutes to build the thing so what does that happen you know like with yeah. the with the story further on down the line who's the alliances and all that like this is where like you start to figure out like oh there's like actually the military is like planned it's not just it and could contrast that with gi joe the animated series is like there there's red lasers and blue lasers like shooting across right the the field at each other there's not like uh not that i'm not like simplifying the animation but i'm just saying (laughs) no i mean it's you know it's uh, like this is like where are you gonna put people strategically and stuff like that i mean which comes from his experience yeah, I think I think so. I think it all comes from his experience. It's just that's why a lot of or he's writers ripping now, off movies we've never seen. Well, you know what I mean? Right, which is great. Go but for a it. lot of writers now wouldn't bother to put it in, but because they don't really have that experience, I think. So it's I I'm not saying it's not cool. It's just interesting that they take the time to put it like okay, lower the crane. Okay, keep it going. Lower it down. It's like a whole three panels. Like yeah, and if you think of like. Okay, yeah. race crane, lower the crane, blah blah blah. I'm like, wow, this is really intense. Now here's like another page that's basically the communications check. We're like, oh, clutch here, you know, or whatever. Yeah, Stealer, Stealer in- breaker yeah. here. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. But but you could see it in a um, in a military movie too. You know, like oh, sh- this is absolutely. a pretty cinematic. Uh, it, particularly cinematic issue i think where you like can picture all these little shots like yeah command checking in you know so and we do see one panel though where they are you can tell they're being they're being spied upon by these people in shadow october one this is october two and that guy already said something about the october guard so it's kind of like a little more foreshadowing of what it's to come uh they pull up on this crevasse as we like to say, and uh, they don't see any way around it, as one does. And then, of course, that was before they had the special vehicle that 
is based on the real military vehicle. It's like a portable bridge. Yeah, the bridge yeah. layer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Toll booth. The guy wore a hard hat. <laughs> the action figure had a hard hat. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. I, I liked him for some reason. Anyway, Scarlet's like, oh, we don't, this crevasse doesn't show up on any of our charts. And Clutch, Clutch says, ain't that just like a woman? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's terrible. Okay. And then he almost gets shot in the head because the October Guard are here. And they're shooting him. So they uh they have like no idea where these shots are coming from. And then um so Clutch is in the vamp, right? Good old vamp. And they pick it up with the crane that they use to load the thing on, and they just drive across. It's kind of fun, actually. Yeah, because he has these big Tires yeah. on the other thing, the yeah, RTV. Pretty... Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's, uh, yeah, it's... and you picture yourself playing in the backyard with those toys like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, totally. So, Colonel Brecko, Brecko, I guess, is one of the guys, and this other guy, Shredge, Shredge. Yeah. Oh, there are the October Guard. We have this nice big two page spread here. Beautiful. Of the October Guard in their vehicle and G.I. Joe guys in their vehicle, and they're kind of just trying to, they're just shooting at each other. Kind and of, of course, apes no gets... on uh, the yearbook cover of the October Guard. It's like kind of the same uh, shot almost. I think Mike Zek drew it. Oh, very good. Yeah, so their tire gets popped. The October Guard's tire gets popped by Scarlet. Scarlet shoots one of her arrows into it. And they are thrown for a loop. Meanwhile, the Joe's thing is also caught. And they're all just kind of shooting at each other. It's it's a fun little thing, you know. The Joe got the Joe's are on their comms. They're like, hey, get to hold the high ground and whatever. And like the October that's Guard from, is like, attack. Uh, that's from Sun Tzu, the Art of War. And oh, also man. from right. uh the first Wall Street movie. Or maybe I'm just thinking of in the first Wall Street movies, like, you need to read Sun Tzu's The Art of War. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's the, that's what he said by the instruction book. That's what he means. Yeah. The textbook. It's kind says, of fun. Then they end up kind of fist fighting with the October Guard, like, duking it out. And there's a lot of that, like, ah, you lousy, rusky, you know, like, and stuff like that. Yeah, that, yeah, like, yeah. Russian eating language. Yeah, but also uh, it's like very. I I always thought that the much like when Scarlet always has like a nice little zinger back to whoever is sexually harassing her at the moment. Like, you know, like right. he made the uh, he made the he made the October Guard cool. Like you you respected them and like could hang out with them. They were the Russian Joes. They were a smaller team, but they were the <laughs> Russian Joes. You know what I mean? You, right. you thought they were like they're cracking jokes and stuff. You know, it's like. About which Georgia, because there's a Georgia in Russia, there's a Georgia in the South. Who knew? Like, right. <laughs> the Georgia on his on his mind isn't, uh, you know. Yeah, it's it is. Uh, they, they, you're right. And they, they have do, a girl they, on the team. Yeah, they have a they have a female, and it is kind of like they joke with each other back and forth. They actually have like none of the Cobra agents ever have any real dialogue. So, yeah, this is Sox Yankees. That's yeah, what this is basically. You know yeah. what I mean? This is like when the uh, the guys are at first base talking shit to each other. You know what I mean? That's that's <laughs> what I think it is. 
It is. It is funny though. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Cobra is there, and they are telling everyone to throw down their weapons. Refer and... back to the spectacular cover, like the uh, like yeah, a finer, uh, a a a finer combination of of cover to to story one has not seen quite <laughs> so far yet in GI Joe, but it also right. is just. You're like, yeah, that's a panel in the, that's a that's a cover that makes you want to buy it, but then you see that it's actually like, that actually is kind of what you would see because Cobra Commander's just walking toward those guys. Yeah, and he's got a shiny faceplate. It is uh, it is funny. He's got a, uh, uh, he even says resistance is futile, which is a great uh, bad guy thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, we end on the Daleks. A... Speaking of the the, you know, the Doctor Who, <laughs> I thought it was the Borg. Did the Borg use that one too? Oh wait, I just got my Borg. Delete that. Delete oh, that. Get strike that right. record that I said that. Yeah. Sorry. They say exterminate. That's what it is. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, the Borg does resistance. You know. But anyway, that so. So Cobra which Commander's came first? Like... We're always saying who came first. I, James, why don't they just get like Doctor. the October card to play the October? Why don't they get that one? <laughs> um, but that's not this, yeah. So the issue ends on a cliffhanger with Cobra Commander saying, "Line them up and kill them," and then they make you wait like a month. Yeah, let's go by the ravine. So that's the end of issue six on a cliffhanger. Pretty cool. Like I said, we haven't seen that in GI Joe. They make you wait. Like, what's going to happen? Yeah, Why yeah don't you tell me what's gonna happen because we know. Fan, fantastic. Since we're at a break in between issues, I I have to mention how I uh, came across a website, the history of the October Guard. This website is literally was last updated in two thousand and one. It is a classic, um, like oh, Geo Cities wow. type. Nice thing. It's, but, uh, that's amazing. I love that those still exist. Someone is paying for that, right? Like someone is paying to host that, right? Yeah, but I think it's or maybe not. Maybe a... it was free back then. Yeah, but it, it might be like a kind of like a like a, a store or something like or like an old eBay right. store that just is still going. Oh, um, man, nice. So, so interestingly enough. Uh, the October Guard was previously called the Pravda Patrol. The artwork and story is in uh-huh. issue six, though it was supposed to be published as issue three. And the creators of it were not who you think. It's, um, I think it was something Just like so- uh, Tom DeFalco. And Herb Trimpey came up with the concept. Huh. And that just a, 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 yeah. I don't want to interrupt. Yeah. Do you remember, maybe, I don't know if you remember from your sixth grade history class or not, but Pravda. Mr. McVeigh. Yeah, Mr. McVeigh means truth in Oh, Russian. I do remember that that's also the name of their newspaper, right? Yeah, I think that's why we were talking about it in, in class. Um. So... So there you go. Uh, they made an ash can. Uh, Tom DeFalco, who would become, or maybe is, 
He's the editor of these. Yeah, he's the editor of these and also her. Oh no, Denny O'Neill. Denny O'Neill is the editor of issue seven. How about that? Denny O'Neill. Uh, anyway, sorry. So, sorry. go ahead. Tom, Tom DeFalco and Herb Trimpey made a, a black and white, you know, five page story or something. And they put it in something called um, Bizarre Adventures number 31. <laughs> Bizarre and, Adventures. <laughs> and, and kind of, it was just kind of like a, like a, almost like a prototype. Like the names changed to some of the people and, and, um, and but some of these some of these pages would have sort of could have been inserted into issue six here as the introduction so wow yeah that's pretty cool so Pravda Patrol the secret history of that is amazing I didn't know that till today I didn't either I figured it was just well it was funny because like for a toy book because, well, because G.I. Joe became such a, every, you know, in the later issues, it was only about introducing characters that they had toys of. But we here we have the October Guard, as you can, and we'll get to Dr. Venom in a few minutes here, but like no toy in the 80s anyway. They maybe had them now, but there were no toys. These are actual characters that they're introducing that, that didn't have any, there was no other ulterior motive these are just characters that they were bringing into the stories and using and yeah i mean it's it's fun you know so anyway issue seven are we ready another good another good cover another Another good good cover cover. i like it it shows stalker and and is it brick breckoff whatever colonel breckoff breckoff Back to back, and it says right there, a moment ago they were enemies. Now they fight together against the greatest evil in the world. And you can see the Cobra agents back there and everything. It's pretty cool. Like it is a fun cover, and it does. Yeah, and it's uh, like talking back then. Actually, said what was in the issue. You know. Yeah, it shows what's in the issue, but also it's that trope we we end up talking about it a lot, where it's like the uh, you know I we. I think we talked about it in like Frankenstein and Wolfman, where just like they team up and then fight a common enemy. You know, like that's always right. the thing. Like it, in some the twist in some movie you see coming from a while away, it's like, oh well, they have a common enemy right. now, which is, you know, of course the Joes and October Guard. They're the Sox Yankees. They're gonna beat the fucking these uh, Cobra <laughs> Commander Mets yeah, coming they, through the they, way they... here. You know, <laughs> the Mets. Well, first, as was also a trope back in the day, the first page, the splash page, is Cobra Commander revealing his plan was that he purposely set them against each other so that he could just swoop yeah, in and steal the this, this, this spy plane. Yeah. Goes into a long explanation, and they're all... And he, Actually, we have a nice little introduction here of the October Guard. I love the name Horror Show. I guess I should... We should have said this earlier, but uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, we could go. He's kind of like the uh, yeah. Stormovic, Shrog, Horror Show, Dana, which is it's Diana, but Dana is how you say it. Colonel Breckoff. That's uh yeah Horror Show. They said that a lot in the Clockwork Orange, right? I uh, you know what I don't I think so. Yeah, he's kind of like the gung ho of 
of the yeah. October Guard. You know, he's like big Russian guy. So yeah, and, uh, and then he introduces the Joes as the Kubrick uh, stand over here. I oh, that's right. That's, uh, Tell me the, uh, that in uh, in the movie and in the book, Anthony Burgess's book, uh, Clockwork Orange, they say that's kind of like saying like. You know, what was it in the Dark Knight Returns? Like they would always say, like they had some like slang word that wasn't real. Like that's really sway. Or whatever. Ah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Yeah, yeah I get so, it. So, so like in uh, in Clockwork Orange, it was like, oh, real horror show. Like that's a real, you know, I got you. Really something that gives me a boner. I love to see that I'm sexy. I'm horny for that. It's a real <laughs> horror show. I love that. So they call All it right. a horror show. Well, it's a it's a fun name. Yeah. Anyway, one of these, one of Cobra Commander's agents is like, all right, do we liquidate them now? And he's like, yeah, we got to get out of here with this thing. But he, so he leaves two guys behind, you know, but he's like, make it painful. So it's really funny, too. Um, a little bit of a knowledge drop or, or whatever you want to call it. I guess it's not knowledge drop, but these two Cobra agents that are left behind to kill the, the Joes in the October Guard. They call each other Rattler and Copperhead. So the Rattler obviously became the plane, mm, and Copperhead right. was the guy who drove the water moccasin, which I had as a toy. So, like, I feel like they Hasbro probably took those names later, you know, from this. Sure. But, like, I think we're supposed to believe that Cobra agents had code names just like G.I. Joe did, so... It's pretty yeah. cool. That's cool. Yeah, I never thought of it that way. Well, you know. Do you think anyway. all of the little stormtrooper guys with the with the um red KN ninety five masks, do they all have a code name or they're just Well, I smurfs? think that's that's what we're supposed to believe. I don't know if that's so like all the know, smurfs we, they never actually do have a name. Right? But we don't no. know them until they're introduced to the story Maybe. in a meaningful way, right? They have a special skill. Yeah, Joe's, Just Smurfs, Cobras, they're all the same. Joe's, Smurfs, and Cobras, yeah. So, so it's kind of, this is a fun moment here. Uh, Clutch is like, hey, we got him right where we want him. So he, it's kind of a funny thing. So there's, you know, the vamp has a gun on the back, right? And Clutch is controlling it with a little remote control that he's got, like, in his hand, hidden, and he shoots Rattler and Copperhead with it, so they're, they're gone. But they're like, hey, how'd you do that? And he's like, how do you think I control that gun when I'm driving the the Jeep? You know what I mean? Like, it just, <laughs> right. It's kind of funny, because they never explain because how it, that gun shoots if he's That would driving. probably be like a logistical leap and explanation that no one cares about at all. But like right. Larry Hama created a reason that that would work, like he because he probably looked at the thing and was like, well, how's he supposed to fucking shoot the gun if he's driving the thing? You know I what feel, I mean? Like, yeah, I feel like that's totally like his invention of like, I need to make this work. That's so stupid that well, how could he be <laughs> shooting it? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I wonder if like, oh, I feel like it may be one of the previous issues. There was a guy sitting back there, but I mean, most of the time it's just a gun on the back. And even the toy was just a gun on the back with nothing, you know, no way for it to fire. And, but so he's got a little remote control. 
So I like that they explain that. And then we get like, so they're free and now they're about to fight again. October Garden GI I guess those guys are fucking blasted, right? Like really killed in KIA. There's no no red and blue lasers in GI Joe. (laughs) Right. There's plenty of it pretty much later. There's there's always fighting and then people come back and stuff like that. Yeah, but I guess the 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 Smurfs are kind of on Cobra's side. They're kind of red shirt too. Yeah, yeah. no, exactly. They're they're not. They're red masks. They're just uh, they're yeah. red masks. Totally. Doesn't matter. And he even makes a terrible. So yeah, they're about to fight again, and the guy makes it quite right. The Georgia on my mind is back in the USSR. <laughs> yet Georgia is Soviet territory. Yeah. Yet. That ain't the Georgia on his mind, sweetie. That's what he says. But like, yeah, yeah the Georgia's on my mind is back in the U.S. How many song references can they make here? And this is before, well, it's not before James, but it's before like the 90s cool, like James, you know, Pierce Brosnan or whatever, like uh, to have the Russian lady. But I bet bet that kind of is kind of like a little bit like, let's make her kind of like a Bond girl. Maybe. The October Guard, maybe. At least I like to think so. That's a good, I like that. I like that. So they're about to fight again, and and Stalker's like, hey, we need to, no, we need to team up and get this thing. And, you know, they're like, but then if we recover the plane, we're both just going to have to fight over it because, like, they're October guards. They kind of insinuate, like, if we go home without it, if we go home empty-handed, we're screwed. So yeah, I don't know yeah. what happens, right, right. what that means. Like, get, you know, thrown into the gulag or something. I don't know. But, but Scarlet is calling him out. She's like, hey, if we don't get the thing, we, we're supposed to call in, like, a, a you know, yeah, we're supposed to just get in. out of there. Yeah, but like, get just it's it, get out of there. But I love stalkers. It's like this ain't a democracy. So he's in charge, he's so and he's badass. like, we're going after this thing. So hey, he really just lays it down. So they're gonna be friends for the time being. He yep. says, "Yeah, until we get the plane." But anyway, there's still plenty of pretty bad Cold War. Oh yeah, there's shit been- talking. Scarlet even says, you can't trust these lousy reds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't wallow with pigs. Yeah. What the heck? Wow. Anyways, like I mean, she doesn't Thomas. even know these guys. They're all in this, you know, I guess yeah, it's, it is. Commies. It's Sox Yankees. So there you go. Yeah. So like the, the Cobra for those, base. For those listening, the Joes are obviously the Boston Red Sox. Okay. Yeah. I mean. North right. Dakota Red Sox. Our team, our own team. <laughs> so they, they blast by this Iranian border patrol and they come across this Cobra base, which is just a big slab in the like in the desert. It's like a weird sort of... <laughs> Doesn't the October Guard car look like something out of like like Mad Magazine or something? <laughs> like, it's just like a... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's kind of almost, funny. It's just like squared off. <laughs> like yeah, with, they don't have their own um six wheels. Yeah, it's a six wheels. From the top and you can't see the wheels, it looks just like uh Yeah, it looks like just kinda Mort Zucker cartoon. It's just like <laughs> They they have this whole thing, um 
Cobra Commander gives is giving one of his this was a big thing back then. Cobra Commander gave a lot of speeches and they would all go like, Oh hail and whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. hail, mighty Cobra. There's a lot of it's not intentional, but there's a lot of especially in these early issues, I think they started to get away from it. There was like a lot of seaguiling going on. Yeah. <laughs> like, even, like the Baroness like Seaguiles <laughs> like, I know, they the, all uh, raised their hands. The tent, they're like, oh yo, Crow Commander, I'm here. <laughs> it's like at least from the time we get to uh uh, Captain America, the first Avenger, like the Hydra guys, put both their arms out with their hands and fists. But you know what yeah. they're really doing? Yeah, it's, <laughs> you know, it's so like they work out a plan to go in, get the plane, you know, work with the Russians, the whole thing. And classic uh, Cobra Commander shaking his fist like old man at Cloud, like, oh, those, those, I know. I can't those, those hands. morons. <laughs> he's actually got a real snake wrapped, it's like a real snake wrapped around this globe that he's holding, too. It's really funny. It like looks, oh, it's really? like looking around. Like a stat- yeah, I guess it, it looks I don't pretty know. real. It like moves. I don't know. Yeah, it, know. Does, it does move. I just, I didn't think that that's what that was, but I guess it is. Then he gives it to this uh, other guy. And he's gonna carry it around. It's like, oh, thanks. Uh, never mind. <laughs> Did he take the poison out of this one? <laughs> <laughs> There's an even um, yeah. So as they're they're you know they're in teams, they're breaking in. But there's a cool moment here where Cobra Commander says like, oh, it's time to shed my ceremonial cowl and don my baffle helmet to kind of explain like, oh. Big, yeah, you know, it's time. It's fight. Patent, it's fight patent time. pending. Uh, start saving your UPC symbols for the alt version that's of that. Right. <laughs> oh my god, that's right. I forget that's which fun. one it was. Like, I think you the, send the, away the, for the hooded one. The hooded one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my yeah. god, I forgot about that. That's awesome. So I don't know if that was was that in the first year. You think that six months into this thing, seven months into this thing, they're like making um, alternative toys? Probably not. I don't yeah, they probably did it took a while, I think, for that to come out, but oh my god, that was that's oh, hilarious. You know what Megaran told me the other day when uh thanks to Megaran who's not listening to the show, but he told me <laughs> that they have this Hasbro has this thing, the selfie series, and you like take a picture of your face or something and it puts it on like any kind of Hasbro action figure. You could be like a G.I. Joe, you could be uh you could be like a Power Ranger or like, it's like kind of cool, kind of. Cool. I think I heard about that. I think I did. He's like, did you get I one? I read that a while ago. He's like, he's like, the scans are like not that great, but it is still kind of a cool thing because it's it's only for you. It's not like you can buy it and like sell it to someone. You know what I mean? Like, right? Oh, yeah, but still, house. that's all I want. Well, I'm gonna put the link in the show notes if I can find it. But, uh, oh, here it is. Selfie series, Hasbro Pulse. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Anywho, all right. So, yeah, they're, Cobra knows they're, they're there. There's a lot of fighting and, and shooting. Again, no one is get, actually getting shot here. Uh, the Cobra releases some water. I don't know where that came from. They're all in the desert. But, um... <laughs> yeah, they, like, triggered, like, some, you know. Yeah. They triggered something, and then they get kind of trapped and there's water water rushing by and they have to figure out how to climb yeah. their way out of there the joes but they do she she's like uses like 
Scarlet uses one of her like ninja stars that she keeps on her wrist to like kind of stick into the uh, wall says, and, and hang on. I've got a trick or two up my sleeve. Great. Ah, yes. I was thinking that when I was reading this, I was like, this wouldn't be a good place for Snake Eyes because they all these Joes need to talk to each other to figure out how they're going to get out of this predicament. Not like he can't yeah. communicate, but I was glad that it was this little team here. Um, like crawling their way out. I was like, this isn't everything. It doesn't have to be about fucking snake eyes all the time, right? So yeah, well, the other guys it's true. The spotlight here in these early issues. Yeah, well, yeah, we, you're right. We do get enough. So it is kind of so. Speaking of that snake, where there's like a bunch of king cobras, and Flash like puts on his protective stuff. They're spitting the venom at him, and then he uses his laser to blow them all away. <laughs> he like kills all of the. The snakes. And Scarlet goes, disgusting. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was like a, a Raiders uh, reference about the snake and, you know, yeah. the style at the time. It was the style at the time. Indeed. And so, like, they kill a more, bunch more of the Cobra Smurfs uh, with a grenade. They finally break into where the the... The plane is, and the October Guard are already there. So they they, they somehow beat them to it. Stalker does that. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Like he wanted them all to get in there so they could fight it out, or just kill them all, or whatever. So, so now he's like, oh, I left only I only left those two guys to do it before, but now we're all gonna kill you. And then it turns out one of his Smurfs. Is clutch, and he's that's like, he's right. Like, Not likely, chump. And he whacks him, and he's like, "You, the one they call clutch." I love that. <laughs> the one they call clutch, and he that's says, the classic "Don't worry it out." Yeah, yeah. Oh, how many times in the schoolyard did you use that one? I still use and, it. Oh, oh, okay. Just <laughs> <laughs> a lot, I guess. Yeah. He's like quite a bit. And he's like, keep an eye on the Reds. They really did not trust those they October still, They still don't. Yeah, even after all this. So it turns out Colonel Breckoff, he's like, we can't, you can't take it. Here's what he do. And they shoot the Cobra Commander, who they were holding hostage. And it's not Cobra Commander. It's just a, just a robot. This ain't Cobra Commander. This is a double wearing a loudspeaker. And yeah, so not exactly a like, bat, but a, it was a person. But yeah, you know, right? Yeah, he comes over the t- the the 1984 video screen. Of course, I'm out of yeah. here, you idiots. You don't think I would expose myself to danger, or whatever? So it's really funny. Yeah, like the Joes get on the vamp. They're 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 just they're trying to get out of there, and the that Russian Dana tries to get on. She's like, take us with you. And he just, boom, like, shoves her right out of there. Shove off, sister. So, and they're like, you're our rear guard diversion. So, like, you take care of the Cobras. We're getting out of here with the loot and the and everything. So, and Clutch says, you have a way with the lady, stalker. It looks like he kind of, he doesn't slap her, but he definitely shoves her. Maybe he does slap her. <laughs> I don't know, but it's, it's pretty intense. So they're like, how did you do that, Clutch? 
So there was a point we missed earlier, but he said something about there was a Cobra agent coming up behind him and he was talking about Scarlet looking at her, checking her makeup in the mirror, and he saw the guy in the mirror, apparently. So so anyway, that's how he got the uniform. Yeah, because he was like, why don't you stuck uh, inside? Yeah. Because he, he was he said to Scarlet, he's like, you know, you get break your way away from the mirror like for a second, checking your eyeliner or whatever. Whatever yeah. girls do, uh, whatever, and she's like, "Honey, there ain't nobody around here to even impress. So why do I need to wear makeup?" <laughs> it's like kind of a sick burn on all yeah. these sexist jokes. I know. Gee. So anyway, we get a little epilogue here, and this is Stalker's like, "Well, it was tough going, but we got it. We we got the thing." And he's like, "All right, Stalker, I guess I can tell you the truth now." That's this was a diversion. You lifted the real plane. Yeah, you know, we lifted the real plane out like way before you got there. And he's like, it's like you were the red herring. It's like Clue. You, you know Clue, the movie. Oh, I love Clue, and I hope. We oh, do me it too. For the podcast one day because I love Oh, Clue. we should. That is one of my favorite movies. Add that to the list but yeah you know how they keep saying communism is just a red herring so <laughs> yes yeah. they have they say it here too it's look it's kind of funny stalkers looks kind of and the rest of them look kind of pissed but he's like excellent work team excellent so it's kind of like oh Hawkman. yeah i mean like that's what he was doing when he radioed them i guess but like yeah it's kind of shitty he did kind of hang them out to dry yeah hey it's life in the army Life in the army, you know? and uh, I I was just thinking about how um, there wasn't really October Guard toys, and I think it uh, actually relates to the Pravda Patrol storyline. So, educated guess here mostly, but Tom DeFalco and Herb Trimpey held on to the rights for the Pravda Patrol, which was just this sort of Ashcan couple of page story thing that they wanted it to be G.I. Joe number three but uh, what happened was it's kind of like a reverse creative owned thing like Hasbro would have had to approve the story for it to be in G.I. Joe um, so Herb Trimpey and Larry Hamill like worked together on this two part story that was like the the seed of it was this couple of page Ashcan story that DeFalco and Herb Trimpey wrote. So like hmm. basically there's probably like they rights concerned that they, they were just wanting to use it as a GI Joe story. Cause it's like a military story. It's the Russians and whatever. And they just probably thought, Oh, throw it into GI Joe. But uh, they couldn't like use the word. So they had to change all the names of the characters and, and all oh, that. Yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah. and so, and it's not like, it's not like no one wanted it to they they obviously made it two issues of the of this comic book, but uh it's not like a contentious thing, but they just like couldn't it's probably not easy for them to have made October Guard toys no matter what the demand was for them because Hasbro didn't own the rights to what right. it was based on. You know what yeah. I mean? So they, uh they probably didn't want to pay DeFalco anything either. Right. You know, like but, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's cool. It, that's yeah, that's the way things were. So and uh, but they were able to uh, expand 
this short little ash can story or whatever i always say like i would love to even just have you know if i were like a creative person of note of any kind like if i could have an eight page story in a batman hundred page giant i would say that would be cool and like they, they always say like that's how you can tell how someone has like a really like a good comic book skills it's a like make a really good eight page story, not like a big long thing. Just like make a short right story with the beginning, middle and an end. And yeah. that's what they did here for the you know, this uh bizarre adventures Marvel comic, you know. Uh but uh yeah, they fleshed it out. Two issues of really good G.I. Joe. Really yeah, that's good. that's what the comics experience uh I, which I took many years ago now was all about. Right. Five pages. And had to have beginning, middle, and end. And that was tough. So, yeah. It's it's uh, like the Mark Twain thing. It was like I – something about like, um, you know, I'm sorry for the length of this letter. Uh, right. I didn't have enough time to make a short one. Right. <laughs> so right. it's G.I. Joe number 10. Number 10. Yeah. A lot of so hot if, action. And... If you bought the, the – Back when IDW released all these trades, they were just called classic G.I. Joe. This was that's the last issue uh, they had. T- on... Yeah, that's what I have here. I have it in a comic hard copy. Here. Yeah, it's, so this is the last one. In, so it's kind of cool that it ends on this, and we are ending on this as well. And that it's, um, it seems, um, it, it seems like, uh, a fitting introduction to a lot of the craziness that we know GI because we didn't read these issues when they came out. So like, even if we came in on at different points, but like all the stuff we love about GI Joe kind of, there's a lot of seeds in issue 10. Oh yeah. No, this is the, I think this is kind of where things ramped up and yeah, I did come along a few months after this, not too much, but, uh, I probably, you know, I probably had all the toys and stuff. I didn't really read comics, but this was something that G.I. Joe is definitely kind of my gateway into comics. And uh, this was the issue, I think, yeah, that started a lot of stuff. We get a lot of intros in this issue. And uh, if you were, if G.I. Joe, like if you were like a comic book nerd, and which we are, I think, sort of, uh <laughs> This issue, yeah, where a lot of, like, you'd be like, oh, like, if you were going to sell this on eBay, right, as, like, a key issue, you'd be like, first Dr. Venom, first Billy, first Brainwave Scanner, all this stuff. It's really, and they pack a lot in. Yeah, yeah, and and the art is, is Mike Bosberg, so her trippy takes some, some issues off. He does come back to the series, of course. Uh, but uh, John is always talking about how he likes Mike Bosberg's work on Joe, and uh, I do too. It's not like kind of the era that I grew up reading and, and watching, but actually, I, I take that back because all this brainwave scanner stuff, just like with the October Guard, I didn't read this when it came out, but this was all in Tales of G.I. Joe, this is all in like the yearbooks or the whatever summary comic books I was getting that were kind of either reprints of this or, or showed panels, you know, definitely these panels, brainwave scanners like burned into my mind is like being an important yeah. panel. 
Yeah, no, me too. And I, because I remember, I think I bought like a second printing of this or something like that. Like, because I had yeah, they this had issue that at one Tales point. Tales of G.I. Joe. And that when we yeah. were, um, you know, getting comics, they were, they were reprinting those because yeah. it, issue two is impossible to find. G.I. Joe is really, 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 really popular. They could just, it was just like the classic X Men books. They're like, we could just put out this book. And, yeah, read it, no, I, a little bit caught up. The poor of the days of trades. I think that's kind of how you, they did it. They would like true. print. They yeah. would print. Uh, you know, they print another edition of it. Yeah, the cover kind of. It's not necessarily what happens, but it does tell you the story of what the book is about. Because it says, "Welcome to Springfield, a nice little town." Scarlet and Snake Eyes are there, and around the corner is like the fake. You know, it almost looks like a like a movie set kind of thing, or like a TV yeah, show right. set. And they're too yeah. Probably take over agents to, right? back there, yeah. yeah. So it's like that's that Springfield is like a couple fake, of Smurfs, nah, yeah. A couple of Smurfs right there, and Springfield is like a fake town, which we, which we find out in this issue as well, which they used very much in the um, you know, the later issues of G.I. Joe. Springfield was always like the Cobra, oh, yeah, yeah. everything, they, everything, issue 50, you know, that's like, the yeah, big one for that's me. right. Serpentor and everything. Uh, but yeah, also to be clear, Mike Vosberg on cover and interiors. Uh yeah, yeah, yeah. So he drew that and uh yeah, a couple of Smurfs hiding behind the thing. Mm -hmm. And like, boy, they look happy. Well, Scarlet looks I can't tell. Scarlet looks very happy. Yeah. She's like, What's going on, guys? Carrying a crossbow <laughs> through town. It's like, hey. Well, it's right. just a fun little kids that live what, here. You know. There's kids that it live here. If I was a person buying comics in the 80s, well, I mean, I was, but I wasn't in 1982, but I would have picked this issue up just based on that cover. So there you go. Sometimes the covers back then were better than the actual comics, for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, but, were, uh, but also kind of a little bit more exciting than some comics I, covers I see now. It just looked like a Photoshop. Like, I know. Fuck? You know what I, I mean? Know. Oh, I know. It's, it's so annoying. Give me this big, dumb G.I. Joe comic book, please. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're picking up sort of mid-mission here. Zap, Scarlet, and Snake Eyes are on a roof of a building. They're trying to figure out. They're in New York. They're trying to figure out like New York. You know, New York. <laughs> they're trying to figure out like a Cobra. It's like you know they want to assault a Cobra base. And meanwhile, there's like Hawk and Clutch are in like a, a, a undercover like. You know, van. You know, whatever, whatever kind of van it is, just like a. It's not like a GI Joe Jeep or anything. It's just like a yeah. van. And meanwhile, uh, Stalker, Flash, and Breaker are down in Breaker. the sewer. You can tell it's Breaker because he's got his gum. Yeah, the only reason he, I would know is Breaker. Yeah. And this is the part that we were talking about a few minutes ago. This Baroness is like at a computer screen. This guy walks in and says, Baroness, there are intruders. And she's like, the salutation. It's <laughs> right, right, right. He has to like stop and go, all hail, mighty Cobra. And she's like, all hail. Yeah. Yep. It's so weird. Like, it's like, oh, and in that time it took me to say that the Joes got that much farther into the base, but that's okay. So they have intruders on the roof, and there's there's people on the street, and there's guys in the the basement breaking in, and she says, "Splendid!" So like she's ready. Splendid, splendid. She presses a button, and the roof opens underneath Scarlet Snake Eyes and Zap, 
she tries to like stop break their fall with like an arrow and, a, and snake eyes gets got like a rope or whatever cobra guy cuts that and they fall and they're they're trapped in a, a you know a little prison thing here so they're like hey scarlet didn't check in and they break into the thing and they're climbing up the stairs they're just about to get to where Scarlet they tried to van right into the building. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they as soon as they no sooner do they get there, and the Baroness takes off, and it's this the, the, the room that Scarlet like Zapparin is weird. Yeah, very Jack Kirby looking, like whoop, 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 like big. It is like dumb ship, and <laughs> it's so funny because. I guess didn't notice that stuff when I was reading this stuff as a kid, but then you're like, wait, that's not the military. That's just like a Jack Kirby spaceship that's in well, this book for some reason. You know what I mean? I mean, it's a Cobra thing. You know, Cobra didn't have a lot of vehicles back then. They think they, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, they didn't have a lot of toys to sell. So No, it's just even the, the comic book concept yeah. of this room flying away. Basically, is more Stanley and Jack Kirby than it is when yeah. I think of G.I. Joe anything. You know what I mean? Although I understand Terradromes and and all the different vehicles and all that. But like, yeah, well, that came this, later. This is it did come later, yeah, but I, I yeah. mean, like, yeah, this is like, this I love just, it. I, I yeah, it's, but it's weird. Think... It's, a, it's a weird fit. You know, I don't, I don't it think is. of that when I think. It doesn't look at that when like, I think of comics, but I don't think about that when I think of Jad Joe comics. Yeah, well, it's. Do you think Larry Hama just said, "Ah, eh, it's just a, it comes out of the building and flies away." So Mike Fosberg was like, "All right, so let's make it look like it so, could come out of the building." Let me let's grab this uh, Fantastic Four comic book that I'm reading right now and just <laughs> copy what they're doing. I also should point out, maybe they had some uh, sensitivity training or something in in between these issues because one of the guys, I guess it's, I don't know who it is, but he says, if those Cobras done something to Scarlet, they're going to be a world of hurt coming to them. So, so now they're nice to Scarlet. <laughs> yeah. But whatever. So this is the part that I thought was really funny. Like the Joes get to the roof, the thing is flying away and the guy's like, they're getting away, Hawk. And they're taking Scarlet Snakeheads and Zap. Where do, what are we going to do? And he's like, there's nothing we can do. They're on their own. It's like, wait, there's nothing you can do? <laughs> That's it? You're not going to help them? Well, so, they, the, the, the room they flew in just flew away. So what are yeah. they going to do? Well, don't they have a plane or a helicopter or something? Can't they get after them? <laughs> no, Doesn't well, matter. they were just on a ground mission, you know? They were like, sent. they thought, I guess so. you know. <laughs> three different teams could yeah. do something. But, I guess uh, so, yeah. They didn't have any have air. To call it air support in later, yeah. Yeah, no air support. You don't expect your bit. It's like if you're in your office and you're like, where did he go? Well, his office just flew away. You just missed him. Sorry. <laughs> so the Baroness then knocks them out with some gas. And then... Uh... It just says much. I nearly later. knocked myself out a little while ago. Oh no! Oh no! Oh Clay! Oh Clay! So uh, this is we don't have an in-flight movie for them. Like all all the jokes, I tell you, classic stuff. So, anyways, they wake up. Um, 
Scarlet and Zap wake up in like a prison cell, and there's a there's a kid in there. And this is Billy. This is the guy. I don't even think they say his name here. Maybe they no, do. No, just called like just the kid. They're like, hey, kid. But this is the guy who will later on. Uh, spoiler warning: If you've never read the comic, this is revealed as Cobra Commander's son, Billy. And Billy, Billy yeah, Billy goes on. He's trained by later Storm becomes Shatter. a ninja. Later, loses yeah. an eye. Please. I think he loses a leg. He has like a metal leg. So anyway, but this is a this is just at this point he's just a weird kid. I wonder if they even knew based on what Larry he knows, he's trying to hook up with Jinx. Yeah. Oh, does he hook up with Jinx later? Okay, we'll mm, try to trying, trying. Hmm. Uh, I think that uh, we're at issue ten here. Snake has still has the old mask. I don't know if I I bet that. Larry dropped him in there maybe thinking that he could use him later or he maybe remembered that he had him and brought him back, you know, and introduced who he was. Well, it's like issue 30 or like somewhere in the 30s, I think, where they, where he comes back. Like we literally don't see him for a long time. So obviously like a couple of years. Yeah. Anyways, so that's Billy. Um, this is weird that this is kind of very un G.I. Joe too. Scarlet and Zap are hallucinating and she sees Zap's melting. It's just the, the goofiest thing. Literally yeah. his head is fine. His head is yeah. fine. He's got this weird like melted wax kind and of thing. Gargoyles and bats flying around. Yeah, it's like, oh, and my they're tripping are balls. Yeah, they are. They're tripping balls. And they're like, ah, we gave them some hallucinogens. Ah, the, the Smurfs are out there. And, and they're like, oh, Dr. Venom. They even mention by name, Dr. Venom decided to start giving the prisoners hallucinogens. And they're like, ha, ha, ha. So here we go. We meet Dr. Venom. This is so when I started buying the, the book a few issues after this, like Dr. Venom was a main, main guy. And uh, like, spoiler oh, yeah. warning. Number nineteen, he he dies, but uh, it's pretty cool. Like you know that he, again, no toy. He's just he's just a cobra scientist. They just needed like a scientist. This is before Doctor Mindbender was a character, right. and they needed a guy, and so they introduced this guy, and he's sitting there. So they've got snake eyes hooked up to this thing. I don't think they call it the. Do they call it the brainwave scanner? I guess they do. But they, um, yes. Well, they say brainwave a few times, at least. right? He explains what it is. It basically the idea is it it reads his mind, and he wants it to. He wants Snake Eyes to reveal the location of GI Joe HQ by using the brainwave scanner. So Cobra Commander, I like how Cobra Commander is kind of like, all right. Well, let me know when you got some. And he's like, what do we? doing with this he's like what yeah. do we gain from this why am i paying for this he's like all right let me know so it's pretty funny there's another they, they're doing more hallucinogens i love zap is a turtle yeah he's, he's on his back and then so billy's weird. like visioning a clown and there's more snakes yeah there's a lot of snakes in this and then uh he realizes they they bring him water and he's like no 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 wait it's in the water. 
And they're like, no, I'm so thirsty. And he's like, no, no, no. And so he, this, I don't even know if this will work, but he holds the glass of water up to a light bulb. And he says, this will take care of the hallucinogens. So Yeah, and apparently it does. Apparently it in, does. In this yeah. case. Yeah. So he's been there a while, so he probably knows from experience that this is what happens. Don't drink the water. Yeah. So this is a cool thing, because they, they do come back to this many issues, like way later, when Snake Eyes is in way the break. Way later. Yeah, they keep way going later. back to like this issue almost. Yeah. They keep talking it's... about little things that are dropped in. I learned yeah. stuff about Joe today that I either forgot, didn't know, or had no idea about until today. It's pretty cool. Like they they're getting into some origin of Snake Eyes stuff here, which they didn't end up really doing until like the mid twenties, and this is as you ten. Twenty seven. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. They even contradict it a little bit here, but that doesn't matter. But yeah, so Snake Eyes, the idea is, and they come back to this many, many times, is that Snake Eyes is using bad memories to sort of block the brainwave scanner and never reveal the location of Joe HQ. So. And never show Snake Eyes, like they never show his face even right. when it's a whole face or anything. You're you right. Like, because it's like his camera. Like it's like his memory. So it's everything he sees. It's never what, you know. Right. It's not a, it's like a POV thing. Yeah. But even when he, him strapped to the thing, his face is just blacked out. But like you could see his mouth. It's kind of cool. Like, you know, he's unmasked. But we'd never see his face. His face is just in right. shadow. So not until issue ninety two. Okay. 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 We'll All get, right. well, we might not get there, but we'll get there. But like it's kind of cool. We're learning about like, you know, there's a thing here that says family killed in flaming car wreck and it and whatever. There's like little snippets. It's like, oh, and there's the Vietnam helicopter yeah. crash and him as a prom going to prom yeah. and stuff. Yeah. He's like, let's, it's like, why don't we get, he's like, well, you've been around though. He's like, you're Saigon and, and whatever. Like he's kind of, Dr. Venom is like, wow, you really have, uh, you have, you've had quite a life. Cambodia, Laos. But anyway, yeah. So back in the, the cell, Billy is like, hey, yeah, there's a meeting tonight. Anti-Cobra underground. So the Cobra agent's like, huh, let's go get that kid. But it's really just a, a ruse. Scarlet and Zap are still alive. They're, they're awake. Yeah, they boiled the yeah. drugs out of their water bottle. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. The, the, the guy, I love Zap. Went up, he's got a, the, the tray the food came on, and he says, why don't you stay for breakfast? Here's the tray. And he knocks the guy out. <laughs> he hits the guy in the head. <laughs> kind of uh, like in so... uh, Goldfinger when, however, he gets out of the... <laughs> Right, you know, he's, he's in a whole like, cell. Come on over here, like, doink. Yeah, it's Idiot. so goofy. <laughs> and then they they put on the uniforms and they're pretending to take Billy out of there. And then of course, even though they're not out of there, they have to pull the mask down so that we know who it is. The, right. The, so, but yeah, they're dressed as Smurfs. It is pretty funny. Like back at Doctor Venom's lab, there's like a almost an exact reprint of that panel from issue one with. The, Joe's doing target practice. Oh, yeah. 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 
It's pretty cool. So, anyways, and there's like a funeral. Looks like at uh, Arlington National Cemetery, probably. Yeah. Something like that. Or that could be the funeral where Snake Eyes' family died. No. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, it could be the, his family. It's a funeral, so he's just blocking it with sad memories. So it looks like Zap, Scarlet, and Billy have hijacked a uh, Subaru Justy here or something. Look, it, this car is <laughs> hilarious. It's like a tiny little car. But this is a. I found this kind of interesting. So they say that Cobra took over this town, basically using like a pyramid scheme. <laughs> it's so funny to me. Yeah, Arbco. Yeah, right. Or whatever. Oh. I mean, they 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 go they go into this. Uh, well, they they go into it a lot because this is like the seeds of all yeah. the stuff, like you know, all the Crimson Guardsmen and like all the yeah, all the fake stuff that's happening in Springfield. Like issue fifty, like so much shit goes down in that, but it's like. Well, yeah, but they do it pretty much. Yeah, but that's like a build. There's like they from. There's many issues in between this and that. Oh yeah, like where they go to Springfield, they go to houses in Springfield. Yeah, so. And everything is like is like um, instead of like Walmart brands, it's like corporate brands, like sodas. Right. (laughs) Everything everywhere they go. Yeah, it's Fred Broker. Yeah, they do sneak in a a video arcade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll get there. But yeah, this it kind of reminded me of like Fight Club kind of thing too, because he says the soap people came to town, and like the soap people, it's like yeah, they say they were selling soap, but it was just a pyramid scheme, and then they would bring you in, and then be like, hey, there's some anti-Americans here, and they would start to build up this like network of people. It's kind of like it's like any of those like. What do they call it? Um, oh the, yeah, uh, MLM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Multi level marketing. Thank you. Yes. And then, like, if you resisted, you were like boycotted. The rest of the town just kind of like boycotted your business or whatever. And then they set up like, yeah, the pizza shop is like a place for gas, like you know, like poison gas. The the garage has like Cobra tanks in it. It's kind of crazy, but I love that it. it started with a multi level marketing thing. Yeah, and also, you know, it be- becomes revealed later that Cobra Commander, when he was just a regular guy, was like a used car salesman. So he's like a scummy guy. <laughs> and of course he's going to like, he has like some business scam that's going to scam everybody into, you know, making people follow him. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, so they go to... The video arcade, like you like you said, video world, video world, <laughs> and there's like this giant like they, like Billy's like you gotta I gotta go in with you or they'll know, and so like they all go in to the arcade, and the kids are apparently like cobra youth, basically, it's almost like a it's like a weird thing, I think they do bring up that later too, like young yeah cobra that's, agents. it definitely like by issue fifty, like there's like everybody is like cobra something yeah all the kids are like going to like boy scouts but it's like cobra boy scouts right yeah so the kids are kind of like hey they don't look like regulars and and whatever and and so there's like a video game that's like a giant gun thing and they basically point it at them yeah it's like (laughs) it's like a hyped up version of well it there's 
three or four below it because this is almost like just a gun turret. But yeah. uh, if you remember, we used to go and play Afterburner. It was like eight dollars, eight quarters, yeah. or whatever. Oh, man, that's too much, too rich for my blood. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. But I would always play it once <laughs> and then die, and then be like, okay, yeah, it was two bucks. Yeah, but it's pretty funny because like Doctor Venom is like, I'm about to find out the location, and this Cobra agent, this Smurf, is like, hey, there's some guys, there's something going on there. Yeah, oh, he's, he's also like, to, yeah, like, yeah, he's he, like, wait, this guy's vital signs are, you know, he's about to, he's about to die. Yeah. And then they're like, intruder alert. So like, oh, the arcade has a, the arcade is where his lab is. Of course, we should have mentioned that. But yeah, just as they, they, they run to find out who the intruders are, Snake Eyes' memory is about slowing your heart rate so that people think you're dead, which is like a classic comic book ninja thing. Oh, definitely. Right? I mean, everybody's done that. <laughs> yeah, and he's been doing it since, you know, issue two, because he was like in that, isol or issue one, he's in the isolation tank. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, like, that's classic. I It is a ninja thing, but I think Snake Eyes immediately when I even, ever I think about that. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. Even the... when we saw, wait, what was that movie we watched? Oh, uh, in like Flint, right? Or Army. yeah, one of the Flint movies. Yeah, he did that, and I was like, just like Snake Eyes. <laughs> so yeah, like me. While the guy is shooting the afterburner gun at the, they go down and they're like, "Wow, oh, Snake Eyes is dead," because his vital signs are, you know, his vitals have stopped. And as soon as they untie him, he goes, you know, he punches the Smurf out. And this is a, I remember this panel specifically from the yearbook where he whacks. Dr. Mindbender with the, the guy's gun. <laughs> yeah, and he's like presumably no mask on and like recovers his mask somehow, but they artfully draw it so the important panels where you're like, Am I gonna get a peek at what Snake Eyes looks at? No, because the sound effect and the, the action symbol of the when yeah. he punches the first smurf out, can't see it. And when he hits uh Doctor Venom with the gun, he goes back to to the camera and then by the time he's running away up the stairs, he has his mask back. Yeah, he, they show him in the next panel sort of putting his mask oh, on. Oh, I guess that's what he's doing. Yeah, he's going to say Yeah, inside. and then he's he runs up and he's, yeah, yep. he's got it up. And he breaks out and he shoots the power thing. So the gun is useless, the, the, the afterburner gun. And then everybody clears out like they, they got a gun. They get back and they're justy. And they, they clear out of there. Billy's like, hey, you got to be careful. You know, they have this whole town locked down. And they're like, go to the airfield because they don't they don't lock that down because people would be suspicious. And they find the, the flying room. There's like a funny moment. We're like, okay, get in, Billy. Well, it's also funny. They're like, hey, take out those guys. And like the next panel, they're all tied up. So I don't know. It was really funny. <laughs> they didn't show up. Yeah. But yeah, they, they see the flying room. They take one guy hostage. And Billy's like... All right, I'll see you guys later. I'm I'm gonna stay. My family's here. I feel like that's something that is a tropey kind of thing too. It's like, no, actually, I they expect me to be here. Be suspicious if I left. Yeah, you know, it was kind of. I'll be able to explain myself getting out of the prison cell, but I can't just leave altogether. That'll be too much. I'm gonna, you know, 
sort of be yeah. the more, I'll be your guy on the inside or whatever, you know? Right. Yeah. It is kind of funny. I feel like and he's a kid. That, so like, they didn't you know, have it anything would else. be suspicious if right. a 10 year old kid goes missing or whatever, you know? <laughs> it Even is kind of. Had, Cobra had him imprisoned. So yeah. Wouldn't they think, why well, hey, didn't we, weren't you in jail? It is. I don't know. I just think it's funny that Billy just kind of like, hey, whatever. I mean, I think it was just like a way to just kind of write him out of it for now. You know, but yeah, maybe he was planting the seed because all the Doctor Venom <laughs> stuff comes up later. Yeah, you know, you're but, right. Uh, who know? I mean, who knows what the we, who knows were? I have to ask Larry Hama if he never intended to have Billy in it again or or whatever. Interesting thing is right. So they tell this Cobra pilot that they've captured, take us to New York, not knowing that they're like right outside of like they didn't really go that far because they were. They were taken there unconscious. So he kind of laughs at them. He's like, New York, do you know where you are? Which is like, they're right outside. Springfield, New York is where they were. So they want to go to New York City. But, so it's kind of like, But yeah. was, okay. I, I have sort of a different be, right? take on this. I, oh. have a, I have a take that it's more of a Simpsons Springfield. Oh, well, because, maybe. Do you have any idea? Because he says New York. Are you kidding yeah. me? Do you have any idea where you are? You're in, and then it's two dashes saying you're in Springfield, Massachusetts. It's not that close. <laughs> you're in Springfield, New Jersey. Close. You're in you're in Springfield, Illinois. Not close. So, like, I think that it's more of a Simpson Springfield. That's always I always thought that's the Springfield they were going for. I guess you're right. I always thought it was pretty close. Like I always thought it was cl- like the that's kind of the funny thing because Cobra doesn't know where the pit is, but that was always in New York, right? Yeah. So I thought it was like that they're actually pretty close. Like Springfield, the Springfield that Cobra is occupying and the pit are actually pretty close. But I I mean they they, they have way. this fantastic car too, which it means like. It can either go five miles an hour or it could go 500 miles an hour. You know what I mean? You don't know what this thing is because it's not really a thing. Right. And it's kind of like, I don't know. And this guy, you know, he's he's flying them, but he's kind of like, I don't, you know. It's like, I ain't telling you. I ain't telling you where, where you are. But you're right. It is kind of a Simpsons thing in a way because they don't know. They know they're in a town called Springfield, but it could be Springfield anywhere. There's a million Springfields. So, yeah, even if the, he gets them back, they're not he, they're not going to know which Springfield they were in. So yeah, right, right. So that's you're right. That's like kind of the and they eventually the figure thing. it out. I get you know what right. I mean. They figure eventually. out where it is, and then maybe they do reveal that it's in New York or I thought that's what it was. But... I don't know. I, I you right. could totally be right. We'll get there. I, I think we could both we could both be right. Be good. It's supposed to be maybe it's supposed to be like not specific here, but it is defined later when they figure out where it is. Right. And maybe that is what they finally do in issue or leading up to fifty. I think it's somewhere where they actually Yeah, it's definitely go like the guy's house. all yeah. the way up to fifty. Like it's basically from ten to fifty there's like Springfield storylines the whole way. <laughs> right. So meanwhile, this Cobra pilot does have a gun hidden in his helmet. He tries to shoot Snake Eyes as who's sitting next to him in the cockpit. And Snake Eyes just 
blasts him with his gun. I love it. Punch, 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 punch. Like he just shoots him close range, dead. Like, you know, more yeah. guys dead. More yeah. Cobra agents dead. Punch, 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 more punch. Smurfs dead. Yeah. And but he also shot up the control panel. So they're like, um, okay, hope we can make it. Like, because they don't know where they're going. <laughs> and then the best page yet. Um Okay, and then okay, so going back to the Springfield thing, it says hours okay. later. Yeah, but I like guess I, you're right. But, but like I said, like I said, this thing could go five miles an hour or five hundred miles an hour. Yeah, we don't know what the capabilities of this stupid thing are. Rooms so based... don't just fly away. <laughs> well, yeah, it doesn't fly fast apparently. So they just they they they're basically they look out the window and they say it's a large city and a seaport. So like let's just jump out because they figure a large city. Yeah, they and can isn't this get uh, to New York, New Jersey, right, or something? That's where Bayonne is. Oh, that's I a good one. I think Bayonne's in New I Jersey. Don't know. So it says, um, it's the Bayonne Mall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, you're right. It is in New Jersey. Good job, Clay. Um, good so, job. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Definitely the I, it's not actually the Hulk making an appearance here apparently because he takes his mask <laughs> off, but uh, you know tie it into the Marvel comic continuity a little bit. Uh, they were always doing a couple little nods to Marvel here and there in the in the jail books, which was always fun. Yeah, yeah. so Scarlet is floating down and she lands on this, this Hulk and she's like, "Wow, the Hulk!" Now, why does this guy didn't just run away when he saw someone bailing jumping out of the plane and but whatever maybe yeah. he just well, maybe he just are pretty quiet yeah you know those masks sometimes they're hard to see too you know those, those yeah it's sometimes hard to see yeah i used to dress up as a bear and i couldn't see sh shit out of there so. yeah it's tough to tough to see out of the chester fried chicken outfit as well and <laughs> smell like someone was smoking cigarettes inside of it oh wow. that's gross not good so I love this guy. Yeah, he takes off his mask. He says, what's going on? Did Marsha Rosenberg book you for the opening too? And like, what <laughs> opening? And it says, the grand opening of the Bayonne Mall. See the Hulk. <laughs> and it says, excellent. When Marvel puts on a show, they really go all out. <laughs> and like, apparently they got some bus fare off of Marsha. Yeah. And uh, that's fun. Yeah, it's fun. And then Snake, the Eyes, of issues. Snake Eyes is standing there. And yeah, the, the bus driver says, no weirdos on my bus. But I assume they took the bus back to Staten uh, yeah, Island. Sure I'm sure that doesn't take much convincing to get Snake Eyes on a bus. You know? Yeah. But he's got a gun, that's, too. He's got a machine gun. With him. Yeah, he always, he always has that. And a couple grenades, whatever. Um, yeah. That's the story of G.I. Joe number 10. And yeah. That's the story of G.I. Joe number 10. It's really weird, though. I mean, there's three people on this last, this very last panel. I, I don't know. There's three, there's four of them. I mean, the Snake Eyes, Scarlet, and Zap with the dark hair. And who's this other guy? Um, <laughs> it's like four of them. Or is that just a bad... The, you know, the thing on the word balloon isn't really pointing to the right person. Because it looks like it's pointing at that fourth person. Do you think I that's the guy that's played the Hulk? 
Maybe it is. Maybe that's the Hulk guy. Yeah, well, it's it's all in good. But who cares? I'm not gonna. Uh... But yeah, we get a lot of rich uh, stuff. Um, if if you'll allow me some indulgence here, to please over, indulge. To main, can yeah. I mansplain some some key Snake Eyes facts that I may or may not have just learned today? Please, please mansplain so, away. So, so spoiler warning. So. We got some revealing stuff in here, the panels where it says that someone is uh, uh, that fam uh, Snake Eyes family died in a car accident. Mm -hmm. We find out how this all ties into Cobra Commander sending Zartan to kill Snake Eyes, uh, and he ends up killing uh, the Softmaster. Right? Uh, that that whole thing. Yeah. No, happens. I think he kills the hard master. The hard right? master, hard master. Yeah, because the soft master yeah. lives. Yeah, soft master is like telling <laughs> the the stories, right? right. Hard master. Um, so, anyways, now here's key. This is like the flashpoint, right here. Like it starts here, but they reveal this stuff, and I wasn't really. I thought there was. You know, maybe some of this, maybe I knew some of this and some, some of it I didn't. But the Vietnam War happens. We mm. know that Snake Eyes goes to the Vietnam War. We know that. Yeah. Right? Cobra Commander is roughly Snake Eyes' age, let's say. Okay. And has a, he has a younger brother named Dan. Okay. And. Dan went to Dan also went to Vietnam. Oh, all right. They come back. Snake Eyes and Dan separately. Right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So then what happens is Dan uh and, and I I can relate to this actually because I was I, telling you my I had like a bad uncle my, my dad's my dad's brother basically went to Vietnam and came back like really like a changed person from all the PTSD and, and drug use and like couldn't deal with the fact that he was in war or whatever. You know what I mean? It was wow. a very, very, very common thing to happen. Yeah. Actually yeah, tragic and sad. Yeah. So, so Cobra commander's little brother, Dan actually went to Vietnam so that Cobra commander didn't have to go. He's like, I'll be the one. They can't send two sons from the same family into in in the draft, so I'll volunteer. So he went, little brother Dan, but little brother Dan comes back, and he's all screwed up. He's hooked on drugs. He's an alcoholic. He's like he's just you know PTSD, can't deal with stuff. Wow. Okay. I didn't know this. I didn't. I honestly, I'm so excited that we're doing this episode <laughs> to okay. have learned this stuff today because it it makes me love G.I. Joe even more if that's even possible. <laughs> so one night, Dan, the little brother, the Cobra Commander, Dan Commander. <laughs> Dan Commander. Driving drunk, right? Oh, I think I and, see where you're going here. And he kills Snake Eyes' family. Oh. In the Jeez. car accident. Oh but God. one person survived the car wreck. Snake Eyes. 
Oh, so he was in the car when that. I I, I could be getting. Wait a minute. Uh, yeah. Okay. I mean, maybe I, you're right. I could be getting some details of this a little wrong, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the I think... reason that Cobra Commander has such a vengeance against Snake Eyes is because Cobra Commander feels so guilty that his little brother like went off to war, and then like comes back, and is like you know like hooked on drugs and then you know dan dies in the accident so he loses oh, his brother and the one person that still survived is snake eyes so that's why he has a vengeance for snake eyes well i i agree there's one little thing that that is that you are incorrect about and that is uh i'm pretty sure they tell us in the origin of snake eyes and when snake eyes comes back from vietnam his face is all bandaged up. Hawk meets him at the airport. He's waiting for his family. And Hawk meets him at the airport and tells him that his family has died in a car accident. It's like, so he wasn't in the car, but he is still the sole survivor. So he's okay. The family, yeah, so what, so right? what you're saying is, uh, yeah, so he wasn't in the car, but he's the sole survivor of the family. Yes. So I could still see why Cobra Commander would want that. It would have that vendetta, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's pretty good. I didn't know all that Cobra Commander stuff. I know extensively the origin of Snake Eyes. But well, yeah, that's the thing. That's pretty so, cool. I mean, we know the issue 26, 27 stuff. Giving, also giving Com- Cobra Commander a reason not to just hate the joes or or whatever into like but it never seems like cobra commander just wants to kill snake eyes out of just a vengeance thing you know what i mean because he could have shot him when he was in the brainwave scanner yeah although he wanted to know where the joes hide out and stuff so yeah 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 it's like a complicated more complicated thing than i thought it was basically yeah no it is and the interesting thing i i don't know i always like you brought up the Zartan thing, right? So Zartan, master of disguise, dressed he dressed up as Storm Shadow, killed the Hard Master, and later on, Storm Shadow and Snake Eyes go to Cobra Island to get Zartan for revenge. And Cobra Commander kind of sells him down the river. He's like, "Oh, yeah, he's there." And then he, he's like, "Why?" He's like, "Did you send him to do it? Did you tell him to kill the Hard Master?" He's like, "No, he did it to prove he could." Which I always thought was like a cool like thing. Like Zartan wanted yeah. to prove that I'm up that he's a bad guy. And so that was his that was the thing. And I thought that was kind of a cool thing. So yeah, there's a lot of vendettas going on here. Who's you know, like Yeah, I love it. I love it. It's all very <laughs> intertwined. It's 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 just added a layer of it's it's not like it's not like I needed to know that you know right. to but Enjoy now that i G. do Joe know it, it it kind of it kind of adds like a lot to it you know what I mean? oh yeah absolutely i i agree it is it, and it shows you like i know larry hama said he would start writing page one and not know where the issue was going but he obviously had plans and the way all this stuff intertwines he he kind of Either he didn't know and he was just writing by the seat of his pants and then deciding, you know, it would be cool 
let me go back and revisit that. Let me go back and revisit that. So, you know, like it's, it's all, when it comes from one brain, mostly yeah. it's pretty cool. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. So, so I will, I, I, CBR has a really good thing um, that explains what I explained poorly, but you explained better, which is yeah. the man, he had a, a brother, Dan, who volunteered to fight in the military keep his younger brother from being drafted. Oh, so he was, so Dan was like the older brother. Dan was okay. the older brother. That he makes, went to Vietnam. Okay. That makes more sense. When Dan returned, he suffered from severe emotional problems. He turned to alcohol and was drunk driving when he died in a car crash. Dan's accident killed most of the family in the car he hit, but his oh. younger brother turned to revenge against the only survivor of the car crash. See, no. so now I wonder. So now if they're maybe, going against. Maybe that was not. Yeah. Now, now I wonder if maybe there's like more to it, and or maybe that there's also facts of this that could be canon. That like we we subscribe to GI Joe, real American hero canon. Maybe some of this stuff was like Devil Do or something. I don't yeah, know. Maybe. Yeah, but, maybe. Yeah, um, some of it got retconned or or whatever. But yeah. Either yeah. way, either way, it's a cool, it's a cool little element to the story that yeah, yeah. it doesn't bum me out that maybe I'm thinking this is a pipe dream here, but it's it's still it's kind of it's kind of cool <laughs> to have a to have a relationship between Cobra Commander and Snake Eyes, who I don't really see as being like Batman and Joker. You know, right. I don't see no, that right. they don't go personally after each other. You know what I mean? They're right. not like pitted against each other in any way or they interact a bunch well it does explain yeah some things like maybe why why is snake guy still doing this stuff you know what i mean like why does he yeah. you know and all that so it is it is pretty cool um yeah oh so this is yeah i mean they're saying some of this is in the like IDW declassify. So, you know, that's where some yeah. of this stuff goes. Some of it is, they've probably retconned some of it. It's, I mean, that was in the mid 80s or early 80s. It's almost, yeah. it's 40 years old, you know, like. But to, so if. They obviously I, I, can't even say that Snake Eyes was in Vietnam anymore because he would be right. like in his 70s. So. And if you take, <laughs> if you take what I said out of it, still a pretty cool, I guess there's just no motivation, but it still happens that. Cobra Commander sent someone to kill Snake Eyes. Right. Zartan. Like that, all that stuff th that we understand as the Snake Eyes origin story doesn't really change that much if you introduce the brother. Yeah. That's cool, though. It is very cool. It just adds, you know, yeah, elements. So I think that's all we got. Do you want to add anything else to your. Uh... Uh, I don't. I don't have any final thoughts here. We are going to come back for the end of the GI Joe run, as it were, that's, for issue three hundred. That's right. So, um, you can if get you the are... boys together, and sometime in November, this is coming out, and it could possibly be the end of this run, the Real American Hero run, led by, importantly, by Larry Hama, who we did do an interview with in this feed. That's right check that out but also you know it's kind of like not really a surprise it's going to end at issue 300 idw lost the license does somebody else pick up the license and larry still writes it? who knows it could, who knows? We could see an issue 301 but why not um celebrate all sorts of gi joe bring season one to a right. close with with uh 300 and then we'll see where the 
the Joe Spirit. Yeah, I mean it was it's been brought back numerous times. Devils do, IDW, and then IDW again with picking up the numbering of real American heroes. Picking so up the yeah, picking it's up pretty the, cool. The I mean, I that, would that be is cool. I think we will see G.I. Joe again. There will be a G.I. Joe comic book again. So there will. I mean I'm sure. I'm sure Larry Hama will write a G.I. Joe comic again. Yeah. You know? like, I think so too. He's I probably got a million so. more ideas. They might do, you know, it might be it might not be IDW, but you know, we've seen from Star Trek to Star Wars, like, you know, things hop yeah. around with different licenses and sometimes right. they're renewed, sometimes they're not. You know, like Dark Horse. Dark Horse comic books, Star Wars are legendary. People love those. They're great. You know, like but yeah. you know, Disney owns it now, so they don't really count. But right. G.I. Joe Real American Hero is a specific thing that's not like the other G.I. Joe things. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so That's right. It could be ending, but we, we hope not, but maybe we'll see. We'll see. I think we'll see some again. But yeah, go back and listen to our previous episodes. Listen to our regular League podcast, League Versus. Listen to our uh, What We Do in the Shadows podcast. Listen to our Curbcast. Go on YouTube. Find us there. League Podcast. LeaguePodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Clay, thanks so much. Thanks and, uh, to you and uh, Yo Joe. Yo Joe. Except for stupid Dan. <laughs> Dan Commander. Dan Commander. You know, we have some have some sympathy for yeah. veteran. Well, like that's that. true. All right. But he also died, so. Well, I have sympathy for that then. All yeah. right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Yo, Joe. Yo, Joe. Don't forget the salutation. All hail, Except for stupid Dan. <laughs> <laughs>